This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Hope that you're subscribed to our daily newsletters at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. You know what they cost? They're free, but they could make you a lot of money or save you big money. Today, I've got an update on what was a ridiculous debacle at Vanguard and investors that out of nowhere were clobbered with giant tax bills even though they didn't change a thing, they had not withdrawn their money. Also, whew, travel is a little complicated this summer. And uh, there's a meltdown with the airlines. And I want to tell you how best to protect yourself with what's going on with travel. Some things that are normal strategies in my playbook might not be in yours. You need to adopt them. So Vanguard. Vanguard is basically a credit union for investing owned by its members. And so being that type of organization, a co-op, you'd think that Vanguard would do what was best for all its members. But no, Vanguard did something sneaky, dirty, underhanded, and ended up sticking a lot of its smaller investors with ugly, massive tax bills. What Vanguard did is there's a product you've heard me talk about a lot, a target retirement fund, where if you're not really somebody who's into investing, you get confused by it, whatever, it's a set it and forget it kind of thing. You pick a year closest to when you expect to retire and you put your money into that year's fund and there are five-year cycles. So it could be uh, target retirement fund 2045, 50, 55, whatever. So a bunch of companies offer these. Vanguard's claim to fame is because it's a co-op, they don't have to make money, is that it's cheaper for you. The management fees are much lower than they are with most people. They're one-fifth of the average fee. So this gets complicated, so let me keep it as simple as possible. Vanguard offered a better deal in these funds in the middle of the game to people with big money in them and institutions with big money and all that. And they said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to offer you this better deal if you move to this new class of target retirement fund. And so, of course, they said, hey, wow, this is so much cheaper. We're moving our money. So then the existing fund had to sell a lot of its investments because it was now much smaller. What happens if you sell a lot of stuff that has gains in it 
even if somebody still owns the fund, they get a tax bill. So all these people who owned a target retirement fund, not in an IRA, not in a 401k, but in an investment account, got hit with gigantic tax bills that many of them had no way to pay. Well, the first lawsuit has been settled with this. State of Massachusetts, who knows how many dozens of more of these lawsuits there are going to be. And Vanguard settled it, was defiant, shockingly, which surprised me for a co-op to be defiant about how badly it had treated its members. And Vanguard's covering two-thirds of the tax bill of people in Massachusetts. Not good enough, but it's a start. And I hope that this will will be a basis of how people are made at least partly good around the country. There's a couple of things in this that I've been thinking about beyond the narrow issue of what happened to the little guy at Vanguard versus how they treated the big guy. And that is a lot of people aren't really aware about how investments are taxed when you don't have them inside an IRA, a 401k, or some other tax-sheltered account. So that's why a target retirement fund and Vanguard failed to say to people, hey, this fund is really only suitable inside a retirement account. Anybody who had these funds inside a retirement account There was no tax bill from this. It was only the people who had the target retirement funds in a regular investment account. And it's something a lot of people aren't aware of, like people who uh, were on Robinhood when Robinhood was a big deal and they were doing all this trading all the time. They could have lost money in a year and still had generated massive tax bills from all the buying and selling, buying and selling, buying and selling. There are a lot of things that, If you have them in a regular investment account, a taxable investment account, the tax bills can kill off the gains you might have had otherwise or much of the gains you might have had otherwise. And so what's really important is for you to know where to have your investments. And another sector where it's like rubbing salt in the wounds, but people that were into crypto Uh, You know, I forget if it's 73% or so of people who invested in crypto lost money in it, at least to this point. The percent losers versus gainers, enormous. And in the midst of all that, with all the trading people were doing in crypto, there could also be big tax bills, even at a time that you lost money. And so this is something that investors are not really as aware of as maybe would be good to know. Uh, And that is when you have investments, where they should be held. And obviously, each year, if you're income eligible, the first investing most any of us should do is in a Roth IRA. Because you can put up to six grand a year in it, unless you're over 50, you can do seven grand. And the money you put in grows tax-free, regardless of what you invest in, and you spend it tax-free. So you don't have to worry about the, the tax coming to eat you up when you put money in 
when you have money in or when you pull money out later when you're age eligible. And so the percent of people who fully fund a Roth is teensy tiny. And a lot of the people who aren't fully funding a Roth are still doing regular investment accounts where everything's subject to tax. So I don't want tax to make your decisions for you, but I want you to understand some of the basics of how things are taxed so that you put your money to work where you have the least tax hit, or in the case of a Roth, no tax hit. Krista? Okay, this question is from Jim in Florida. Clark keeps saying that there will, there will be no dramatic price decline in housing prices. How is Clark so sure? In the fall, Clark said inflation was transitory, and that was incorrect. If we are pushed into a recession and people start to lose their jobs, who is to say whether there will be an increase in foreclosures? That's a great question and a fair question. So let's first deal with me saying inflation was transitory. I was flat out wrong. And I believe that the supply chain disruptions were the cause of inflation. And I really didn't realize how many components there were that led to the inflation we're having now. Uh, second thing, obviously, was the enormous amount of money that our central bank, the Federal Reserve, and the U.S. Congress pumped in the economy, and they did too much. They were really fighting the last war, what happened in the Great Recession, and they overdid it. Uh, also, uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine was obviously a factor that poured more gasoline on the fire, if you think about what happened with gasoline prices and natural gas. So inflation is something, the inflation we have now is a, a direct result of the pandemic and has had multiple villains that have led us to where we've been with the inflation. And we're going to get the inflation under control. So that brings up housing. Why am I so confident that we're not going to see a collapse in housing anything like 15 years ago? Because 15 years ago, if I had a pulse... I could buy as many homes as I wanted without proving income and could buy a dozen, 15, 20 homes as people, many people did as real estate speculators. With no money no down. No money down. <laughs> and then they weren't even occupying those homes. We had a surplus of homes 15 years ago. So when that whole house of cards collapsed, that's why the housing bust was so severe. Today, we're in the opposite situation. We have, in most markets in the United States, we have a significant shortage of houses. And that's why we could have softness in some markets. We could see price cuts in some markets. But nothing that's going to be a catastrophic decline. As far as foreclosures, if we do see a wave of foreclosures, normally that will only be in second home communities, not in first home communities. Because if somebody gets pinched, the payment they don't make is for the second home, not their first home. David in Nevada says, has Clark himself logged into the Social Security website and used the plan for retirement scale? It doesn't work. Try to put in a date between full and delayed, and the amount is the same as the full amount. I even put in a different age, and there was no change. 
Now I had sent this to you and yeah, you and I, I ran, I signed into my social security account and I was able to use the tool and I was able to see the numbers go up. Um, since I know I'm not taking social security till I'm 70, but I was able to see how the numbers went up as I delayed my receipt of social security. So I'm completely puzzled. Could have been a glitch. I would also suggest using a different browser and just seeing if there's something going on weird with your browser. Like if you're on Chrome, try to use Firefox or something like that. So this is from DJ in Washington. I started service with Starlink last year after many years of depending on another satellite internet provider that I had to use because of where I live in remote Idaho. Starlink is so much faster and many people in my neighborhood have switched. Now I hear Dish TV is coming on board and may be disrupting the service from Starlink, according to an email I received. I was listening to one of your podcasts, and you mentioned Dish will have a phone service in the summer of 23. What do you know about a possible Starlink disruption of service because of Dish? So this is a great question and very technical. First of all, Starlink has been something that has been a huge crowd pleaser for people who've been in areas they've not been able to to receive internet. And in fact, the government in Ukraine and the military forces in Ukraine say that Starlink is the only reason they've been able to keep Russia at bay from fully taking over the country because Starlink, when Russia was able to take down internet communications in Ukraine, that military units have been able to have full communication because Elon Musk flew in a ton of these Starlink receiving stations, and they're shocked how good their connections have been. That's why the Russians have been talking so bad about Musk. But Starlink works. It's the first time we've had a satellite-based internet that has been incredibly reliable. Uh, Very few complaints. Now, this fight going on between SpaceX and DISH is so technical, and I keep reading stories about it, and I can't really understand the spectrum fight going on about a certain frequency that DISH wants to use for its cell phone service, and Starlink says it's going to mess up people's Starlink and all that. So I don't know how it's going to play out, But that's the uncertainty, and what Musk is trying to get people to do is call up and scream at their congressman's office or complain to the FCC about the frequency issue so that nothing happens to upset how happy people are with Starlink. And I wish I could give more technical information that would explain it. I'm telling you, Chris, I've read at least 10 stories on this. Mm Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when I was in high school in a science class and my (laughs) eyes would just glaze over. Yeah. It's the same thing for me. So if I can get a better explanation, maybe someone will post one who Mm -hmm. is very tech oriented and can explain it in English that both the listener and I can understand because I don't get it. Uh, What I do get is the disruptions in air travel. And my last flight was yesterday. And the airport I was in was complete chaos. And all over the airport, I I was listening to these people talking to an airline whose flight was delayed three and a half hours, and they were missing their connection. They were going to have overnight and all this stuff. And I mean, 
the stories are everywhere, not just in the United States. Worst in the world? Do you know where worst in the world is, Krista? In Great Britain right now, right? Toronto. Oh, really? Toronto. People who've been flying in international have had to sit on planes as long as seven hours after they've flown to be allowed off the planes just to go to immigration. The worldwide air travel system has been in meltdown, so it's not keeping me from going. My flight was delayed a lot yesterday. Anyway, you just roll with the punches, but you got to know the best way to not take that straight shot to the kisser, and I'm (laughs) going to tell you how to do that coming up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So people have been griping so much about what's been going on in the world of air travel. And it is a flat out mess. I mean, it's just really something. And people who don't travel a lot are completely rattled by what's been happening and the delays and all that. And same day service has become kind of a joke. Because so often it's taking people an extra day or two, even three days to get to where they're going. And I've had, uh, I fly virtually every week and it's been really interesting. And so as someone who travels constantly, I want to talk about the keys to you doing as much as you can to protect your sanity. Rule number one, normally I would talk about how much money you could save by changing planes instead of going a nonstop. This year, fly nonstops if you at all possibly can. 
Because when you add in that connection, what you're doing to yourself and whoever's traveling with you is you're in Vegas, but you might be playing a game you need two dice, but you only got one. I mean, it's the the exponential problems when you go to a change of planes with how messed up the airlines are right now. Oh, man, don't do it. Second, I'm not a morning person, okay? I don't like getting up early to take a flight. Right now, I got to do it because what happens is the delays cascade through the day and the cancellations. If you end up in a flight situation that's messed up in the morning, you at least have a chance for same-day service, getting to where you were intending to go that same day. On the other hand, if you're a later-day flight, later-in-the-day flight, you have the much better chance that a crew will time out, flight will get canceled, or there will be a significant delay, and you could end up stranded because you've missed any opportunity to be rebooked on any kind of later flight. I can't believe that I'm having to talk about something that should be just an unalloyed joy, getting to go somewhere, explore, see family, well, if your family's fun, and do these things that right now it's become such an intense chore to do the airport thing. Security lines, well, they're not exactly great. And that's why if you do travel, I'd say three or more times a year, it's actually worth the $85 for five years, $17 a year for pre-check that gets you out of the mind-numbing, ultra, ultra long lines. And if you travel a lot more than that or you travel internationally, you should look at global entry. It's 100 bucks paid up front. That covers five years, 20 bucks a year. Gets From you that end clear. And it gives you, I mean, that global entry gives you TSA pre-check too. A lot of people TSA pre-check that. and gets you into expedited um, immigration lines. Mm-hmm. And then if you travel all the time like I do, then you can really open up the wallet and join clear. Usually though, people who join clear have some kind of status on an airline that gets you a big discount on it. What it does is it gets you in front of the pre-check line. And so getting the security stuff where it's not going to determine whether you make your flight or not, getting that question mark out of your life is great. I mean, how stupid is it that airlines are telling people to arrive three hours before a domestic flight? Three hours? The flight might be 90 minutes. And they're telling you to get there three hours in advance because nobody has their act together? Number two, do not, do not, do not, do not check a bag. Don't do it. Now, your husband will only fly checking a bag. Have you been able? No, he checks. Even now? Oh, yes. What's he thinking right now? He just hates the idea. He hates the he hates the whole like travel crowded thing, like the whole thing, and he hates dragging his bag through the airport. So, 
Okay. Well, okay. So I can't wait for the story about how he got separated from his bag. Oh, don't say it. And Delta got so much publicity about flying an empty plane from London back to Detroit, I think it was, with 1,100 bags that had been lost and separated from their customers in Europe. And they flew them back to the U.S., had a team sort them and send them in the United States to wherever they were supposed to go. If you just travel with one regulation size carry-on and you have it only if you're a flake and you leave it on the plane like you and I once did when we were on a work Mm -hmm. trip and we left a bag on the plane. (laughs) (laughs) That was not our best move. No. Anyway, um, as long as you remember your bag that you put in the overhead bin, you're fine. That was a small bag, too. It wasn't like a you know, suitcase. Well, each of us thought the other right. was getting right. it. And so, that was yeah, fun. That was pretty bad. It was a computer. Anyway, uh, point is, checking a bag right now, you got to hate yourself to check a bag. Because you lose so much flexibility. So the airline cancels your flight or whatever. You're trying to get on another one, but your bag's there. This happened to my middle brother. He and his wife were flying from Cleveland to New York with a plane change in Baltimore. They got to Baltimore. Their flight's canceled to go to New York. They can't go on another one because they can't let them fly because they don't have their bags. They don't get their bags for nine days. They ended up not being able to go to New York. They fly back home, and they don't have their stuff for nine days. My brother said he's never, Neil said he's never checking a bag again, no matter what. He's done with it, because you lose all that flexibility. And let me tell you, it's a lot nicer when you have just that one bag, because you have to be much more thoughtful and careful how you pack. And there are a million Things, uh, bloggers and videos on YouTube and all kinds of stuff people posted. How to get through a two-week trip with a carry-on bag only. I know that sounds like a crazy thing. But anyway, you can do it. Um, Europe. Okay, so Europe is a mixed bag right now because Europe, the... uh, Euro has lost value, huge amount of value because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And so the euro is now at parity with the dollar. At one time it was $1.60 for one euro. Now it's at parity, which means everything in Europe is deeply on sale for us. But then the European airports are having more problems than our airports are having. So I know it's weird, but even for a European trip, I want you to go carry on. You can't think about all that stuff I was talking about with domestic going nonstop, first flight of the day and all that. You just got to be prepared that when things go wrong, you don't lose your mind. You just roll with it. You got to just, if you're not somebody who the water normally rolls off your back, maybe you shouldn't go right now. But if you can get your mindset where you just say, hey, look, We got stuck in Europe another two days. Well, we didn't get to see this. We didn't get to see that. You just go do it. It's such an opportunity right now that it's really, really worth it if you can put up with 
the uh, difficulties in the European airports that you go for it. Now, a lot of the smaller European airports aren't having the same problems the biggest European airports are having. Amsterdam having um, the worst problems in Europe. Dublin's having a terrible time. London Heathrow, London Gatwick. Um, There are a handful of airports that are having a really hard time. If you can avoid the ones that are in full meltdown, your trip is easier. What's the meltdown? Immigration, security, checking in. All three of those things. It's a trifecta of misery in these European airports that are having a big problem. But if you can look at other places to fly in Europe, and you can really have that attitude, que sera, sera, you're going to be fine. Because it'll all work out. Um, if you're going on a cruise, I mentioned this two months ago. I'm going to mention it again. If you're going on a cruise that you cannot drive to if your plane ends up not going and make the ship, you need to build in extra days to get to the ship. I'm talking U.S. domestic. You don't want the ship sailing without you. So you got to build in these days. You got to do all this to protect that vacation. And I know there there are people listening to you and me, Krista, right now that are like, I'm not doing all that. Mm -hmm. And that's your choice if you say that I just took all the fun out of travel for you. But the important thing is that you know you don't lay out your precious money and vacation time and then have it all melt down on you. Now, what's the worst experience you've had with this going on? Um, well, I really haven't. I mean, we I went to Iceland recently with my mother and daughter and had a great trip. And it did take us forever. There, it just felt like there was something weird going on in the airport going home. Like the security, they were pulling people aside and taking them back to rooms to ask them questions. They took my daughter um, and it was just so many people and that took forever. And they Your were, daughter's really sketchy. Yes. Yeah. And then they pulled tons of bags aside too, like more than I've ever seen to go through them in security. Like I had some of my stuff messed up, like some gifts I had bought and everything because they were just manhandling it like crazy. So that's why I got nothing from Iceland. So, yes, got sorry. Yeah. Security. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I've been very fortunate. I just, I don't know if I'd go to Europe right now, like mainland Europe, because I've heard also it's so crowded, like can't even get into a restaurant like any time of day like just these big cities everybody's just traveling at once i think yeah, i never have that problem at mcdonald's I mean, that's true yeah. that's true uh, and so you wouldn't go to iceland because you said there's no because they don't have McDonald's they used to have there. three mcdonald's in iceland and now yeah. they're all gone so there is a time i would go september yes that would be great when it september gets if you're if you've heard all this stuff from me september is the chill time still with good weather not as much daylight In Europe, it's so far north, but you have better weather in September than in May, and you're not going to have the crowds. That sounds good. All right, well, let's go to some questions. Bill in Illinois says, you've recommended in the past that one use Schwab banking for overseas options so one can carry less cash. That did not work for me this year. Unlike last year, this year, the European banks have added an incredible 12.5% surcharge that is on top of the bank exchange rate for each ATM transaction. Banks in Portugal, Greece, and Croatia all did this. I called Schwab to see if they covered this, but no, they do not. 
They did state that the Visa Plus Alliance Network does not charge this 12.5% and that the Visa website has a Visa ATM global locator. Are you aware of this problem and is the Visa ATM route a good solution? So, Bill, you have brought something to the table I have never, ever heard. No one has ever mentioned this before about a 12.5% junk exchange fee at ATMs. It's on top of the exchange fee, he said. Well, there is no exchange fee when you use the Schwab card. Okay. So you're not paying, uh, you're getting banker's buying rate with no junk fee added on using the Schwab ATM card. So I'm going to have to look into this, Bill, and if this is a weird thing that happened to you or has become a common thing, I need to talk about either angle and how you would get around it and would it eliminate the problem using the Visa Plus Alliance. And I'll let you know because what I've always said to people is the enormous advantage of using the Schwab ATM card overseas because you avoid all the junk fees and then you get hit with 12.5%. That is a stunner. Brutal. This is from Annette in Oklahoma. I rented a car in June. Upon returning the car, I was told there was damage caused by me. I had to quickly get to my gate at the airport, but I was told they would follow up with me later. After getting to my gate, I went back to photos of the car I took prior to the rental. The damage was already there, and the phone has a timestamp which verifies the damage was pre-existing. I sent the rental company all of that info. They have responded and stated that I am still contractually responsible per the rental agreement to cover the damage without re- making any reference to my photo. I've since learned this is a rampant practice, and I would like Clark to warn his listeners. So, Annette, you are not going to have to pay for that damage if you stick to your guns because you have photos that clearly show the damage pre-existed your rental of the vehicle. Now, obviously, the best way to protect yourself is to do the walk around like you did taking the pictures before you started the rental and then before you leave the rental complex that you have it noted on the damage sheet. That is ultimately your get out of jail free card is having that. But you have important evidence that is irrefutable. There's no way you'd be able to change the dating of photos in Google Photos or in Apple Photos. And so it's clear that the damage did pre-exist and you did the important thing by taking those pictures before you left. It would have been better if you had had them noted, but the fact that you have proof is extremely important. Now, the three car rental companies, there are only three now, even though you see nine or 10 different brands, they're all owned by Avis, Enterprise, or Hertz. And they all own multiple brands. And this is a problem with all three companies where they try to hold you responsible for damage you didn't cause. You need to continually write this car rental company I wouldn't just do email. You need to send. I'd send certified mail. And you stay tough. Do not, under any conditions, Annette, roll over and pay money that you do not owe for that car rental. I'd post it on social, too. I'd post my picture and just say I'm being, you know, just politely. That's a brilliant idea, too. The car rental companies don't like 
negative publicity. And so posting on social what happened may in fact draw a response from the company. That would be great for you to do, but do not under any circumstances let them take advantage of you in such a way. And I want to thank you for being with us today. Annette, please stay in touch with us and let us know how you do in your fight with the car rental company.